Hello everyone, my name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes. It's a podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual conversation. In today's episode, we talk about movies and stories. Since the beginning of mankind, cavemen drew their stories on cave interiors. Now, we have an endless supply of them in the form of books, movies, and TV. We as humans need these guiding anecdotes, and we want to talk about why they're so important in today's podcast. All right, well, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. So, Francis. Yes. We're talking about movies this episode, and I want to ask you, what is your favorite movie? I always just go with the Shawshank Redemption. I love that movie so much. The the storytelling in that movie is just so well done. It just flows so well that I can't think of any other movie that does it like story-wise for me than that one. It's just so it's so well done. Yeah. And that and that's why it's your favorite movie? I think so. I okay. Think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, my favorite movie is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. My boy Ben really? Stiller. Oh. Yeah, have you seen it? I've seen it. I've seen it a long time ago, but I can't remember what that was in it, though. I remember that I longboarding I... scene for some reason. That, that stuck with the me. Long... Oh, yeah. M- m- me too, actually. When I think of that movie, I think of that scene. It just looks so nice. I think that's part of the reason why I want to travel, is to see stuff like that. Like, you would never see that here in, in Canada, or British Columbia, at least. Like, I don't imagine seeing those rolling hills and that going downhill, that highway like that. It looks so beautiful. But um, the reason why I like that movie is because it's like he, Ben Stiller, the character or whatever his name is, or I guess Walter Mitty, (laughs) he was playing in his own head. He had his own movie of his life, this life that he wanted to have. And at the end of the movie, he ended up having that adventurous life. And I think it's such a good way for us to look at our lives. Like we have all the opportunities to do whatever we want. It's just a matter of doing it. And I guess that movie stuck with me in that way. Yeah. Yeah, he just like flipped the switch, I guess, which is crazy. Mhm. Yeah. I think it's important I think it's an important movie for people to watch. Whoever like if you want to be an advent- adventurous person, I think it's a movie you should check out for sure. Okay, so do you what do you think is the best movie? Unless, like, uh, there's usually there's a difference between some people have different answers between the two. Others p- might be like the same. Um, I'm just wondering, what do you think is the best movie out there? The best movie? I yeah, maintain like, it you... is the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> it, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I think sure. it's just so good. Like the storytelling, man. The storytelling. Yeah, true. Oh. True. I unfortunately have never seen that movie. To be honest. You should see it. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. <laughs> yeah. Other people like think um, that it's about like the the craft, and uh, I watched a video about the kind of revolution of movie making in like France, and there was uh, I forget who was the person who said this, but it was like a really influential part of that whole uh, shift in in how you make a movie. Um, but the guy said that that every frame is like a picture that you really have to craft like like the great photographers they don't they don't just take a picture and have it just be like a like a like a part of a movie right they, they don't they don't take a picture to just have it be part of a movie they take a picture so that the picture by itself can tell a story right so what they said in the in that revolution kind of thing was that you gotta treat every frame like that like it's a picture that can tell a story all on its own so when you pause mm. at any given point yeah so then that that's like uh, another way of seeing it how you determine the quality of a movie i don't know there's a lot of things that go into it i just like maybe it's just me and morgan freeman's voice man it's just <laughs> <laughs> i actually kind of agree to that because um it depends what kind of director you are of course but i think it's important that in every in every scene at least there has to be something important in that scene that makes that movie 
good or else you're just wasting a scene like for example in if you compare the two movies the dark knight rises versus suicide squad and how joker was in that you could tell that the director knew what he was doing with the joker in the the dark knight rises versus in suicide squad it just felt like he threw the joker in there just because you know oh, and it just felt like oh, a yeah, waste yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, like what you're saying, like everything has, I think, are you trying to say like everything matters? Like every piece of the movie matters in Shawshank Redemption. That's what you're saying, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think yeah. so. Yeah, that definitely makes a, like a really good movie. And I kind of agree, actually, Chad, I'm looking at the best movies on IMD database. Yeah, IMDB. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely like, it's it definitely the top up there. one. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it says it says Godfather is top one right now, which oh, makes Godfather? sense. I mean, the Godfather yeah. is goaded. Yeah. Like, that movie is so 100%. good. Um, Marlon Brando put cotton balls in his cheeks just to make himself look like that. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> that's some method acting at its finest. Um, but personally, okay, this is going to shock a lot of people. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me so hard. I think you might disagree with me as well. Okay, me personally, on. I... <laughs> I think the event Avengers Endgame should be top three movies of all time. <laughs> I, I genuinely believe that. Okay, now, defend your position. Okay, so to be fair, for it to be for you to consider it to be the top three, you'd have to watch the movies before that, or else it wouldn't like hit you as hard. It's like the same way as watching the final season of any TV show; it's not going to hit you as hard. You know what I mean? Like you'd have yeah, to yeah, watch. For sure. All the things before that. And I think the way they... For me, like, character development, in my opinion, is what makes the movie. If there's if character development is so bad, it kind of ruins the whole movie for me. And that's part of what I'm trying to go into um, why movies are so important and why stories are so important. Is because our own lives are kind of movies on their own. And we live in a character development every single day. And in Avengers Endgame, you could tell the... Okay, if you have you seen Avengers Endgame? Yeah, I have. I've okay, good. About it <laughs> um, there's going to be spoilers. I'm going to say a spoiler right now. A big spoiler of no one, if you guys haven't seen it, which is, I mean, it's been like a couple years now. So when Iron Man dies, you could, you could see the, like, the amount of sacrifice he had in there. And like that, all that character development led up to that moment. And I think that's like what our lives are like. Every decision we make, everything we do, all came because of a character development beforehand. And I guess and Avengers Endgame, the character development all leading up to that moment was so beautifully made, so beautifully done. It's just why I think. Um, but you know, let's let's ignore that. Let's just say I didn't say that. I would say Forrest Gump. I would say Forrest Gump is the best movie of all Forrest time. Forrest Gump. Yeah, that storytelling is really good too. Like, it's all about storytelling in Forrest Gump. And like you, you follow him when he's growing up to when he has his family. You can see how like how decisions, the friends he made, the family, and how much um, how much people influence him, and how he became a shell of a person into a like a real concrete person with real personality. And that like stuck with me. Um, so yeah, Forrest Gump, my guy. So if you were to rate like your top kind of weights or factors into what makes a really good movie, you'd say that like character development is definitely up there for you. Would you say it's like the top thing? I'd say it's a top thing. I'd say for sure. What about you? Uh, how, how well events are, are portrayed. Cause like sometimes you can screw up how, screw up the feeling of how an event should feel. So it's not as impactful as it should be. It's like getting something wrong that should have more weight. I feel like is a is a big thing that movie movie makers should look out for. I agree. No, I think that's important too. Like if we take the again Avengers Endgame as an example, you can see how the event of Tony's death really affected not just the people in the Marvel universe, but like everyone, like even the audience. I remember sitting beside my friend. And him and I were just bawling our eyes out, bro. Like, these these are fake characters. Like, nothing about these guys are actually real other than, like, what we hooked on to. But, 
man, it cooked me. It really got to me. <laughs> oh my goodness. I gotta I gotta rewatch it now. Oh, bro. I'm telling you. Honestly, I suggest don't rewatch it until you fit like watch all the movies before that. It'll real it'll just ah, oh, it'll just hit you. It'll hit you like a truck. Honestly, it does. So events leading up to uh, another event is what you th- or the event itself and how it impacts the audience or how it impacts yeah. the movie yeah like there's there's like you said about the uh, the fate and free will thing how there's events in your life that are kind of like nodes that are always going to happen like that's how you perceive like the timelines and stuff I feel like at those nodes in a movie you should know it's like a it's a it's one of those points where everything converges you know oh like yeah and clearly- if that's not told well yeah, yeah. Then I feel like it would okay. mess it up. Yeah, if it feels like, uh, yeah, it's just like you know jumbled, jumbled events. Um. In in like, what are those movies like coming of age movies? Even then, people could argue, could argue that like those those like nodes, those big beats in a movie aren't really as pronounced because it's just coming of age and they're just like doing, you know, going through life and stuff. But I feel like there are those moments especially like by what you choose to tell within a character's life and how even even subtly you can make it so that those are really impactful like just the way the camera is done or the way the way the actor uh, does the pause the pauses their expressions you know like like that kind of thing i like when i like when that's done really well because it just gets me invested in it yeah yeah, me, of course, the same. Like, obviously, that's got to make the movie. But, um, and I'd say, I'd say that's probably another really important thing. Like, because if you, let's say, as an audience member, you notice all that stuff is like off, it takes away the movie. Like, you get taken back. It's like, oh, yeah. It's just a movie now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, in that sense, then that's, that's my total thing. Like, it's just immersiveness, I guess. Yeah. It has to be just consistently good (laughs) that's hard to do that's really hard to do so it is hard to do and like and i think the reason for me i I mentioned this already like the character development is just a mirror of life and how we should how our life is like this um but yeah like for me for a movie to stick to me um, i have to relate to a character and that does sound a little bit selfish and kind of maybe flaws what i think is the best movie um but no, I, totally I don't agree. think that's, I don't th- I don't think that it if a character if I can't connect with a character or in like even the slightest bit and I find it hard to really like the movie at all. Yeah, because you have to be able to see uh, what they're going through and feel what they're going through because it it pertains to your own life. Or else, like, there's no real incentive for you to go and watch somebody who doesn't really have anything to do with what you're going through. I feel like we as humans like connect connect on so many different levels but if you can't see yourself connecting with somebody on any level at all like there's no real reason to invest in in watching them progress and develop yeah yeah and yeah on top of that perspective is also a big thing as well like the reason why people watch movies let's say it's like romance or something and i think for the most people most part people watch romance because like it's how they want their life to be, you know, like falling in love with this person, happy, happy ending and all, all that stuff. Um, but I think uh, in general, movies have this thing and TV shows and books have this thing where when you read it or, or watch or whatever, there's this perspective that's given to you. And especially when you relate to that character or you connect with that character, you can see the choices that they make and you can actually think about the choices that you're about to make in your life and say, well, this is what happened in this show. And although it might be nonfiction, there's still a chance, like something could happen where it's like, it could happen like that and it can affect you the same way. And especially when you connect with a character, you can like, well, this this character reacted this way. I might do it differently. I might be the same person, you know? Even um, in, in the career world, uh, a lot of people say like that it's, uh, they give the advice to, to look at your heroes and kind of just copy what they did. If you really want to be in that career, uh, you see what they did. You try and copy it as best as you can. But um, if they, if it's, it's like to say, if you want to be a hero from a movie or from real life, 
in in the life they lived in a, in a career st- standpoint um like if they did it you can do it too i guess that's the big big thing yeah i see that who yeah. who is your movie hero or tv hero uh like career wise like if you're going to look at someone at a career and say i want to be like that person probably tony stark i i started watching i i like the first time i watched the first iron man was like in its dvd form and i didn't think anything of it <laughs> yeah. but then after the, after the movie it was so cool like he got it out of the, he got out of that cave and then he he made something of himself and his house was really dope and he just and the way he interacted with his computer and jarvis oh man that was really <laughs> cool like he, it, it was like it was part of him the stuff that he made yeah. was an extension of himself like the, you, you know obviously that's like a perfect metaphor for what iron man is but like in every aspect of his oh, life oh like, yeah i didn't even think about it like that yeah right right <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you could yeah like like if i in some in the way i live my life and my career or whatever could make it so that people are integrated with their environment in a way that just makes everything so much more, you know, valuable to them. Oh man, that, that'd be the dream. Yeah. That's just off the top of the, just off the dome. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. for me, it'd be, Oh, I know. I know exactly. Harvey Specter from suits. <laughs> love, love that guy. I want to be like him. Like he's a dick. He's an asshole, but he, he does what he has to do to take care of his firm, take care of his family. And I respect the hell of that. Like, he's willing to go to jail for them. And that dude is the loyalty I want to give to whatever person I work for. That's the loyalty I want to have or have and give. Yeah, and I love that TV shows allow you to see the possibilities, right? Like you don't know about these things before they happen. Like you don't know that you can you can go to jail for somebody before. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> for committing but fraud. Like, yeah. <laughs> But it's like it's nice to see it happen, and be like, okay, he's a he's a human. I'm a human, you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't you? A lot of people might see that as dangerous. That you can see that in movies that you can see the outcome out of a choice that you make, and they can see that as a dangerous thing because it can scare people to not do certain things. For example, um, a, a broken down house down the road. Would you go in that broken down house if you've never if you've never seen a horror movie? Would you go in that broken down house just for fun? Uh, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I probably would too, honestly. Yeah, but like, let's out, say, yeah. let's say you get scared from horror movies a lot, like, and you just are just terrified of them, and you scream all the time when you when a pop up comes up and all that stuff. Um, that would change your choices. That would change. Um, you want to go to the the haunted house at Halloween or the same way as asking a girl out, it would change certain things about you. Would you consider that dangerous in that way? How it can show an outcome of a choice? I think it definitely shows, shows you how to act in certain situations. That's probably like the biggest, the biggest thing that movies teach you. Even as a kid, I remember um, like mannerisms that, that characters would have that I admired. I kind of try and replicate in, in the way I acted because it was cool or because maybe it was oh and you can get like certain things out of that if you have that mannerism yeah yeah exactly exactly and like yeah and the way you acted so I think I think the more a character looks like you feels like you um, when you're watching it and their mannerisms will affect you in your own life so I think it's it's important for i don't know i think i'm just trying to go towards representation here because you know it's dangerous in in the sense that you don't want to be uh you don't want to be misrepresented because in a movie like if you see yourself like your own race or your own gender or something and they're not doing too well in that movie you don't want to see that right that that's that's what i'm trying to get to like in, in terms of danger yeah in general though in general though as a as a person as a human uh in dangerous situations or i guess like horror situations yeah totally like i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna go into a haunted house if like i saw a movie where people just died going into haunted houses <laughs> yeah but like i can 
okay, f- I have two things. Okay, first thing, the mannerism. Um, I I agree that I do that too. Honestly, like again with Harvey Specter, I love the way he just he's confident. Like he know he thinks he knows what he's doing, and he's just hundred percent in. And I love that confidence because he trusts himself. No matter like who's around him, no matter what the case is, he trusts that he can do what he has to do. And I, and like no matter what it takes, like he he's a dick because he knows he can do it. And I kind of, in certain situations, I adapt that mannerism because, like, there's no. I don't think there's. I think being confident is one of the best traits to have in a lot of situations just because you can get by with a lot of things. Just being confident um, walking up to a girl or being confident in trying to um, like downscale a price if you're like doing buy and sell stuff, all that stuff. Being confident just does a lot. And so, yeah, I wouldn't say, I'd say it's dangerous if you're doing it incorrectly, but I think it's healthy if you take certain traits from characters and try to input them in your life to improve yourself. Not to be a different person, but to improve yourself. Does that make sense? Ooh. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah. The you other could thing. take it for the wrong reasons, yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, like you can... if let, Let's say I really like Harvey Specter so much that I want to be like him. I just turn into an asshole, a dick, and just, just telling people off just because I think I'm always right. But no, I don't think that's what movies should be. I don't think that's what you should take away from a character. I think you should take away their best parts, their best traits... And try to improve yourself and learn from that, right? So Definitely. yeah. Well said. Um, and the other thing is, yeah, the whole like being afraid to do something, and like I really think that is kind of in a way dangerous because like, um, it can it definitely can affect again confidence. And you know, affect confidence. Let's say like in a in the TV show you're watching, this dude got rejected because of his looks, or he got rejected because of his penis size, you know? And in yeah, reality, yeah, yeah. people don't actually like I feel like girls in reality don't actually really care that much about it. I feel like if you can make them smile, if you can um make sure they're happy and you're being good to them, I think that's really all that matters. And TV shows and movies don't really portray that in the way that it should be taken. Or it should be portrayed. Yeah. Well said, yeah. There's a lot of change that can happen in life, I think, that people don't realize. And they take they, they give a lot of power to things that shouldn't be taken as seriously as the as the movies or what or like popular media media puts it, right? Yeah. I like that you said that. That was really good. <laughs> okay, um so <laughs> let me ask you okay, so I asked you what your favorite movie was. What's your favorite T V show? I can't think of my favorite T V show. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I'm just not into it sometimes. And um, <laughs> when I'm watching, I'm just, you know, just doing it because I'm, I'm trying to get away from something else, and it's just there. Yeah. Maybe I use TV for a different reason. We can actually yeah. talk about that real quick. I feel like people. Some people don't. And this is not to like strike you down or anything. But this is like. Yeah. I feel like some people watch movies. And th- I don't watch movies and TV shows to get away from my life. I watch it to understand life more. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. I just struck myself in that. Wow. Wow. Let me write that down real quick. <laughs> let me write yeah. that down. That's pretty um, but, good. I, I like that a lot. I feel like that's the ideal, but you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally the ideal. I guess what what movie or what tv show then allowed you okay you you answered movies already what tv show allows you to understand life better or what has allowed you to understand life better uh there there are two i feel like there's two different answers to this i think for me number one would be uh i'll say supernatural i don't know why but supernatural just had this just struck a chord with me and it's nothing about it's nothing about like monsters or anything but i think it's the way we look at the world i feel like there's so much mystery in the world that we don't really know about and like we can't just we can't comprehend it and in the tv show sam and dean i don't know if you know anything about the show but sam and dean are like hunters and they like kill all these monsters and creatures and stuff and save the world basically without anyone knowing and they can't these type these people are called hunters and they can't they don't tell anyone about these creatures or anything that's going on because People can't comprehend it. People aren't ready 
for the truth of what's going on in the world. And that, to be honest, that changed my worldview a little bit because government government is doing the same thing right now. Like there's so many things that they're not telling us. Um, secret societies are happening. And I think it's fair. Like we as human beings, we're not ready to take all this, all this stuff in. Like aliens, can you imagine if the government's like, all right, Here's an alien, and they just put him in the middle of New York. Take some <laughs> pictures. Do what you want with it. Yeah. That would, that would just like, oh my god, I'll go crazy. Um, but yeah, that changed my worldview big time. Supernatural did. Yeah. And I think the other one would be The Office. The Office was just so good. Cause like it's such an ordinary thing. Yeah, it's like cause life. It, it sounds ordinary, but really life is not ordinary. That's what I want to say about it. That's it. That's all I want to say. It's such a... Like, the creators of The Office, they they cre- created, like, this visual metaphor for the entire show. When... And I, and I heard and I heard this while they were doing an interview, which it really struck me. Like, I love that they made this. And it was... Um, so, just to compare the show to something that you can see, it's like a parking lot. And a flower is growing out of a crack in the asphalt. Like yep. that's what they that's what they compared it to, and that's what the creators, yes, I dude. guess, that that was their vision for it. And I love that because, like, that's how our life should be. That's how that's exactly how we see our life. We see our life as this boring parking lot that, like, there's nothing really important of it. But in reality, there's this little piece of us in there that we just have to explore more. We have to we have to celebrate it a lot more. It's within us. We just don't, for some reason, we don't spotlight it enough. And that's exactly what The Office does. It spotlights the ordinary and makes it shows you your life is not boring. There's so much in your life that you don't really appreciate because you don't really realize how much you should appreciate it. Oh my God, that was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Francis, why don't we take a quick break? Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. That's a great idea. We'll be back right after this. All right. So we're back. Uh, and um, so we we're talking about The Office. Okay. And uh, well, the thing about The Office is that, yes, I agree that that flower is exactly how we should picture our lives. Like we're not... We go through our lives thinking that we might be ordinary and we do all these ordinary things. But in reality, we, we have so much to appreciate, whether it's like the small things like pranking your friend, like how Jim pranks Dwight or all that random stuff. <laughs> I feel like all the bad days kind of covers up the good days and we just don't really see it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. Because the bad days are like the the days when you're just living life and it's kind of just ordinary it's kind of gray and that there's nothing much that you can say uh it's like it's like what is life for that kind of that kind of day where you have to ask that question you know but then but then the flowers come about and then you realize that's what that's what it's for and that's what the office kind of shows you and uh yeah and i wrote down this quote from this guy named alistair mcintyre i got this from like a a podcast that I'll kind of talk about later on, but like he says that I can only answer the question, what am I to do if I can answer the prior question of what story or stories do I find myself apart in the office? Let's just take this for an example. Some people have lives where a lot of their days are like those gray days where you're kind of asking. I love that the office tells you that it's not, it's not just that, that there's always going to be those flowers, but I like that they do it because they do it anyways. Like nobody had that. Nobody asked the the creators to like make this kind of show, but they did it and they found the value in it because I think it's saying that you, you kind of have to exert a little bit of effort to try and look for these flowers yourself. Cause I guess you can go by in your life and just treat everything like it's gray. Yeah. But you don't have that lens that you need to have to kind of make sure that there's always those flowers in your life. So it's just saying that you got to kind of exert a little bit of effort so that those flowers are kind of apparent and they're there and they're always telling you that, that, that it's, that it's like worth it, I guess it's worth it. I I really like that. 
Yeah, I think to add on to that, that quote is so good because um, it says, of what story or stories do I find myself a part of? And I think in movies, in all, in all types of movies, it shows you that you, that the, there's a main character, right? And we as people, we, for some reason, we don't think of ourselves as being a, the main character in anything. Uh, we only think of ourselves as like the main character in our own lives. But if we treat our life like a movie and us being the main character of every, of all the movies, like the movie of everyone being in it, and we are the main character, our whole life would be totally different. And I think um, a lot of, well, I mean, I've, I feel happy with my life, but I think a lot of people don't, don't appreciate that and that they don't think of themselves as being important, even though they are. That's why there's so many sad people, I guess, sad people going on and I don't that's how I see it at least you know they don't see themselves as being an important piece in the machine when really they are like everyone's important in their own way it's just um it's just harder for some people to see that I guess stories stories are so important because they they show they show that people have have that uh potential inside of them okay so then there's the yeah so so that quote it, it was taken from this uh podcast that I was listening to this rabbi, this guy named Jonathan Sachs, call him Rabbi Sachs, and he he goes <laughs> he goes into you know the the story of the Israelites, I guess you know in the early in the in the Torah, how this whole story is a story of freedom because they you know they, they escaped oppression and everything, and and the fact that you can see that and you can tell that to your kids and you can. Uh, let that live on means that freedom exists. So you let that die, freedom freedom dies kind of because you never knew that it was possible. But then because you wrote it and because because it was it was passed on and because because it's real in the minds of of the people who 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 want to make it live on, you know that it exists. And that 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 that's true for any other theme that you can. Uh, kind of instill in people that will make them make them feel valued I guess so freedom is one of them I guess love you know usefulness like an Iron Man I feel like yeah like you can instill any theme in in somebody but a story a story is how you do it because you you're you're allowed to show people that that they're that they can do it wait and you got this from a podcast you said yeah, because he's talking about how stories are so important. Yeah, yeah. Freedom, I think that's... I don't know if that was what it was called, but Jonathan Sachs just talked about the story, the stories of of Judaism and why they're so important. Why stories are important in any religion or any 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 way to have a culture even. Why stories are so important. You go around a campfire, you go around like at a party and, and people aren't usually talking about like, I don't know, like the day to day. They're not talking about the mundane. They're talking about those little flowers like you see in the office, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what gets people going. And that's what, pe- that's what, that's what people want to hear because they want to be a part of something that has the bigger themes that makes hum- humanity feel more valuable. Right. Yeah, and even like thing about humanity being valuable, it doesn't even have to be valuable and like positively valuable. Like it can has some kind of value. Like for example, um, Liam, like Nutty, he so he's a bylaw officer right now, and he was telling me he was just telling me how some dude he was trying to help his dude out, and his dude took it the wrong way, and he pepper sprayed Nutty. Like he he whipped out a pepper spray <laughs> and he pepper sprayed him, and he was telling me oh about God. that. Even though there was a negative outcome, and neg- it was just negatively affecting him, there is value in that story, and it shows. It shows in how he tells the story. It shows how much he's grown from that, because he was trying to become a police officer, right? And he told me like, mm-hmm. now, because when you go into academy, they spray you in the eyes with pepper spray so that you know what you're inflicting on other people. And he said, yeah. and oh, he wow. was just like, like when it catches you by surprise, it's the worst thing ever, because. You, one minute you're fine and the next minute it's just gone like you just you're just in terrible pain and that has value in that story because of that one little thing that little the little flower if you will 
you know i like i like the fact that no matter what the stories teach you that people have people are able to do stuff no matter what like they they just do stuff bad or good yeah that's uh, that's another thing about movies and tv shows and stuff that they teach there's a lesson there's always a lesson in there no matter what the lesson is there's always some kind of lesson lesson um whether it's like maybe you should go talk to this person maybe you should go for that job all the way across the country maybe you should do this or that or whatever it is there's always that lesson in there and i think for me at least the best kinds of lesson are the lessons that that mimic life so so easily like it's just something that you can everyone can relate to um i'm trying to think of the top of my head like something oh man okay this this has me thinking i'll just go on off a little, off on a little tangent while you go ahead. get your example there okay so what uh then it but it involves a question to you that's this fine is how my mind works. okay so what is the value of the hero's journey then you know how everybody's saying like uh all movies most movies are the same in that they they follow this this uh this one protagonist and how how there's this up and the down and uh, th- there's just this one really well-known thing that there's a hero's journey they're related to like luke skywalker and star wars they're related to harry potter and that series and and what is the value of that then if it's not as uh, relatable to human life i think i think um in situations like that like for example harry potter i don't think we should obviously that that shit's not real unfortunately (laughs) it'd be pretty dope if it was but i don't think in those situations and even in every movie really you shouldn't take anything really literally it's more like movies just have this thing where they symbolize a lot of things like symbols come up a lot and 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 the same thing with harry potter the whole thing about that is character development and that's how that's why i like movies that's why i like character development so much is because we can we can easily look at that character development and think you know what i know what i have to do to be like that person to be that hero to defeat the evil that's within me or the evil that's just across the street whatever it may be with harry potter he did what did he do he looked within himself the love the the love that he has around him uh, to defeat the evil that's around him so I think that in that situation, in any situation, in the hero, in the whole hero, you'd have to look at the things that I, I don't I don't know how else to add to that. I think that's that's kind of what I want to say. I like in 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 the case of uh, let's say Tony Stark, he he wanted he wanted he risked his life or he he killed himself basically so that his family could have a better future so that there's a future for his family. And I think that's, that's a lesson on its own. Like we should, if we love, if we love our family so much or we love whatever it is so much, we should be willing to risk whatever it takes. And that's uh, same thing with Harvey Specter. Same thing. He, he was willing to risk whatever Tony Stark, he risks his life. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's what I, that's what I want. Is that what you meant? Is that the question? Is that the answer yeah. you're looking for? Okay. That's pretty cool. I realize now that it's more, it's more of the internal, uh, the internal, I guess, value of the protagonist. I don't know. How, that was probably bad wording of it. Like, like what's inside is better than what's seen on the screen. Yeah. That's why I like, like character development so much. Yeah. yeah. Because that's, that's the most real part of it. Cause they're like a human going through human things. Even exactly. though what they're, yeah, even though what they're going through is like totally out of the ordinary, you can relate to what they're feeling and their kind of spirit in the moment and relate it to your own life and try and draw parallels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what I was trying to say before, like an example of a lesson, um, these lessons don't have to be lessons that you can like improve on yourself or lessons that you can take on your own. For example, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay, have you seen The Fresh Prince of Mm Bel-Air? Okay, so Uncle Phil. His name's Uncle Phil, right? Uncle Phil? Yeah. Um, For for a lot of people, they might not have a father. They may not have a father figure at all. And for uh, lots of people, when the actor Uncle Phil died, and you look at the comments on the Instagram posts or Facebook or whatever, you can see that 
a lot of people looked up to Uncle Phil, the character. And that's a lesson on its own. Like, you can look up to a character because um, in one episode where, um, what's his name? Will, Will in the show, his father just left him and Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil was there. He was like, listen, he's not your father. I'll be oh, your father. Yeah. I can take care of you. Oh, yeah. I'll do whatever you need. And that's a father figure on its own. If you don't have a father or a father figure, just looking at that can just, it can inspire you really. It can inspire you to um, understand like how, what life is about or understand what a good father is like you know that's a lesson on its own yeah going going into the the insides of insides of the characters of that show it shows how you can embody somebody who 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 cares for somebody that much oh man yeah so then that's it i feel like because tv shows and movies they allow you to to experience and uh hopefully sort of mimic the actions of real heroes like uncle phil who takes on this challenge of uh becoming the father of of will or like you know harry potter going against voldemort <laughs> like what they're feeling that's something that you can apply and like it doesn't and that's the funny thing about the fresh prince of Bel-Air that we're talking about it's not even like it's not even a heavy show and same thing with new girl the, like these are not heavy shows these are light shows, and you can learn so much from each episode, really. In New Girl, for example, like in the whole series together, you can see how, I, I think for me, I don't know how you feel about this, but for me, the whole show of New Girl is about love. Love with your friends, love with this girl, and what it takes to fall in love, what it takes to fall out of love. Um, uh, loving the friend, loving the people you have around you, what it what it means to love your friends, what it really means to love your friends, because obviously those guys love each other, especially when, especially you can really see it in the characters like with Schmidt and um, Nick. Like Schmidt loves Nick, and I love that about them so much. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he loves that admiration. dude. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So if oh, these are like light shows, and if you look at them as only being a light show, you really miss out on the deep, deep meaning of them. And uh, if I if we go back to what I mentioned earlier, like way earlier in this podcast, where I said people only watch shows to like get away from life. Same thing with this. Like if when you do that, you won't experience the real meaning of the show. And that's why some people might, some people might not like a show so much because they weren't really, they weren't really there to watch the movie. They were there to just get away from life. And uh, yeah. I guess that's uh, true. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, I, I'm I'm guilty of always just going to something to kind of get away from like work or trying to try and stop thinking about something. But yeah, to treat it like another lesson is like kind of special. Yeah, I also like that you mentioned that you said the word experience because, like, when you watch a movie, you experience the emotions of characters too, and it's really good to see. And as a director. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a director, but like if you're a director and you see the emotions coming from like the audience, I can, I can understand how like that can, that can improve. That can make you feel so good what you made. Cause you like, ah, yeah. I'm thinking about this from the writer's point of view too. Like if you're able to write emotion, wow, what a gift that is, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, what a gift, right? Like, what a <laughs> gift. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> being able to read like if you're an actor just just reading reading emotions yeah bro i attempted that with my other podcast clairvoyance trying to instill fear trying to get people scared of what's happening just by reading is pretty hard like i feel like i didn't scare my audience by reading i think i scared them with the sounds i added in like the sound effects and stuff like that I feel like it's so, and I, okay, so a lot of people might get angry at me again about this, but I don't find horror books very scary. <laughs> I kind of just feel like it's a waste of time, to be honest, but I don't know, it's to their own, each of their own, I guess. You really have to be like a humanist, somebody who really, who really values and respects human life to be able to do something like that, I think. And I feel like writers writers are like at the pinnacle of understanding well good writers are at the pinnacle of understanding life because if you can understand human emotion 
then I feel like you have a good control of what's going on. And I don't know, it's hard. Um, a lot of people can't control their emotions very well. I I used to be like that, but I like I started meditating and that helped a lot. And uh, yeah, controlling emotions and displaying it and trying to uh, manipulate emotions on screen is really hard, I guess, yeah. I like the fact that it's it's brought a lot of people together too. Like this whole industry around it, <laughs> no matter how like crazy or I don't know, like industrial or I don't know, somewhat robotic, how how robotic it is, probably isn't. You know, working in a, on a movie set or whatever, it just it just brings a lot of people together and just how much people are involved in making one movie or one TV show. You know, you just look at the credits after every show or every movie. That you've <laughs> yeah, seen. Actually, it's that's like true. insane. Now it's become such a crazy thing and and it just goes to show how much effort and how much how much like to the extent people are willing to go to go through to provide this this like this anecdote to people to provide people with stories that add value to their lives beyond movies and whatever on TV and books um, they stories definitely bring people together like like what you said earlier sitting around the campfire and telling stories like i love those days when my uncle and i me and my uncle my brother my aunt my mom dad sitting around the campfire we all have a drink in our hand we're just talking about like all these random stories of like when i was a kid or when he was a kid or stuff life in philippines and all that stuff love yeah. that honestly oh, yeah. love that and same thing with nutty like when nutty comes on cod I know for a fact when Nutty comes on Cod, he's going to tell me about all the shit that happened to him today. And I love that so much <laughs> because like it's the it's the wildest things like humans love telling stories and listening to stories. And actually, there's research being done or was done where telling story. If you put a fact in a story, you're actually more likely to more likely to remember it than just being told a fact by itself. Which I don't know how that works, yeah. but it does. I, I try, I, I'm like a really factual person when it comes to like, to cut, when it comes to like speech or whatever I say it, like I'm really bad at telling stories. That's something that I just feel like I was better at. Like listening to this podcast and listening to how we, we spoke. Like I just, I just wish I was better at telling stories, man. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really good at telling have. stories either, to be honest. I'm so and, bad at telling stories. Yeah, you can. It's just a gift, man. It really is. Yeah, true. If I could go back and rewatch every single story, oh man, I don't know. Like, how do you how do you approach it? Do you do what it do with a mean? clear mind, like a story, or or watching a movie or a TV show or anything like that? Do you like you a just, new like a, one I've never seen it. before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I have to prospect a show. I'd be like, okay, do I really want to see this? my like appeal to this but other than that like when i go into when i'm starting the movie yeah i think i clear i completely clear any expectation i clear um like what i want i expect yeah i guess the expectations <laughs> yeah i don't really i don't really that's pretty much it really i don't really think too much about it when i start a movie like i'm trying to think like what is the best way to kind of approach one that's just me. I don't know if that's just like my mindset and trying to find like the patterns and everything. I'm more of a computer in that sense, trying to find the optimal way to get the most value out of stuff. And right now, the the bet the most value that I can get out of TV shows and stuff like that is just to to kind of um, put other things aside, and that's pretty much the only value I get from it now. Yeah, I wanna I wanna start trying to yeah get get value out of it the way you describe it. Because it teaches you a lot, but you just have to look for it. Yeah, honestly, the way I started doing that, and it's going to sound really nerdy for some people, like, um, but the way I started getting into movies and TV shows the way I see it now, I actually wrote down my thoughts as I was watching the TV show or movie. Like, for example, if, if a character did something, I would write down um, that, oh, th this part of the episode or this part of the movie... I liked it because of his reaction to this or how he handled this or what he said in this situation. 
I don't do it anymore, but like I just do it mentally and kind of just remember it later on and relate back to it. But before I would just write it down, write down my thoughts. And it helped me like it helped me concentrate on the movie a lot more for sure. In just imagine yourself as a caveman. Why did you write down why why did you like <laughs> why did you paint the stories out on the on the walls? What was the point of that? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, for some reason, we as human beings like movies, or I mean, like stories. There's just something about them. And I feel like it's because we can relate to each story differently, but also in the same way, I guess. If I was a caveman, I'd want to tell stories to my kids about how I escaped, like, getting eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah, exactly. Like how I killed it. <laughs> like, what was the process that I do? And now I'm thinking, like... <laughs> If you're telling a story to somebody, it's a visceral experience. You think in your mind's eye about what the person is saying. And you can imagine yourself as the person, as a main character in the story that the person's saying. So in that sense, it like, it makes you prepared. It prepares you for life as it is told by the storyteller. And that storyteller, if they have any experience or, uh, Anything that you don't have or you haven't seen before, it's super valuable because that's just telling you something that you've never known before. But now you imagine yourself as the person who's experienced it for the first time. That's why I like that you used the word experience earlier because you experience what the storyteller is trying to say. And and I think that's important in storytelling because if you can't experience it the same way that they're trying to give it to you, then you're kind of... It's a good thing that way too because you're also you're interpreting it your own way and that's i think that's really important about stories that you're you're taking it in your own understanding yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's huge <laughs> i love that now i'm thinking about it as a form of teaching and i'm thinking like wow it's totally true like what you said before about how you remember facts better if they're if they're stories like this is how my chemistry teacher in grade 12 like he's he was the best he was the best chemistry teacher because he put everything in a story like he ran this thing called games club at our school and like um i was part of it and then i did dungeons and dragons in it <laughs> and nice nice i know how you don't like that stuff like, like you, you <laughs> can't understand how people can like that stuff but no, I, I mean i, I do understand it, it yeah 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 exactly and this is why because of storytelling because exactly. it teaches people how to how to put things and knowledge into stories because it allows you to feel knowledge, like how it was mm-hmm. experienced okay. by the, okay, by I the see. protagonist. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't just, I don't understand it because I've never done it before. I just, I've only watched people do it. So I don't know. It's just kind of weird for me, you know. I understand why it's fun. Like, I understand that. I just don't understand why we, why it's such a big thing, you know. Have you ever watched like uh, Acquisitions Incorporated? Like there, there, there are people I watch play D and D. Like I guess you could say professionally because they go to like the the big the big conferences and then they just play in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, and then what they do is just play, but it's so entertaining because they're making a story as they go, and just the 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 way they interact and it's so it's so natural, it's so fluid, and they're just they're just chilling, making this story of. <laughs> And I think now I'm understanding. It's just like, why is why is fantasy and all that so crazy? Because it puts people in a situation where the stakes are so high. Because you have powers. In economics, that's like that's like either the the huge death or the huge success of something. When you give it a lot of power, right? Like if you give a company a lot of power, say Apple or like all these huge companies, they do something wrong. It's huge. It's big news. You know, they, they step over somebody's toes that they're not supposed to. Scandal gets out. It's huge news. Um, if they do something really well, everybody rejoices, right? Because it's, it's like the best for uh, the communities that use the product or whatever. It's the same in like in these movies and, and in D&D, I guess, because you have this power in the form of the abilities you have. And when something goes wrong, something goes really wrong. <laughs> when something goes right it's like everybody's just freaking jumping around and like screaming and that just doesn't happen in real life but 
it can because how much power you give to those things that are really good or really bad is up to you. It's like giving that flower, making that flower so important that you just forget. Well, you don't forget about the, the parking lot, I guess, because it's like your life. <laughs> but but it's just giving it enough power that, I don't know, it just makes everything worth it, I guess. Yeah. This just gets me excited now. I feel like it's a writer has such a fun job. Like I could, I could even, I want to say that it's as fun as being a mathematician, almost. <laughs> Wait, like, being as fun as a math mathematician? Yeah, I know it sounds boring as hell being a mathematician. Okay. I think, I think like a mathematician has a really fun job too because, um, they're coming up with things, and it's like original and it's like new ideas, that's true, and awesome. They they can get the gratification and the satisfaction of saying that they added something really useful to human knowledge, and that could be. If you, I mean, there. if you're a good if you're a good writer, then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because like, because what you're saying kind of relates to it relates to both mathematician and writer. Like what you're saying, how like with mathematicians they add value with what they lo- like logically what they learn stuff like that. You can say the same thing about writers. I mean, if you're a good writer, and um, yeah, I feel like some writers, like okay, bad writers, don't really think about it too much, and they kind of just write whatever. And it's really unfortunate because it's such a waste of a storyline that could potentially be so much better than what he wrote down or what he or she wrote down. Yeah, you just have to. How do you how do you remedy that then? If you're the writer who has some bones, like really good bones, but you kind of just waste it. Do you, do you just mean, keep hammering on it? Like, what do you mean remedy that? Like the fact that it's like kind of a wasted piece of piece of writing or a piece of story. Uh, ah, man, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I don't really know a lot about writing or anything like that. I just feel like I just feel like people rush through it and can. Okay, think about it the same way as the fate and free will conversation we had, and how like there's points that you have to hit, and I feel like some writers they hit all these points but the spaghetti that they go through they don't pick the right the right way to get to that point i feel like they pick the point where there's less friction or there's less conflict and they unfortunately don't there's just less there's less work oh i see yeah that that makes sense because it's like not refined because it's just trying to figure out figure it out as their as the finished product Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly what I'm trying to say. I think I, <laughs> I'm i very guilty of that all the time. It's just trying to figure it out as you go. I think that's just my style with everything. Yeah, for writing and speech in general. I feel like I'm I'm just the type of person who kind of says a lot of things, trying to make a point, but I say the, the thought process. <laughs> and then all the while, the person who I'm trying to make the point to is just going like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I feel like this conversation isn't even over. Because life is a story, we could come up with ways that uh, our lives relate to this topic because of something that we find out about our lives and how there's like a pattern that happens in our own life that kind of applies to how stories are made. Character development, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's an ongoing conversation about this. I I just see my mind changing completely and, and, and thinking of my life just like a just like a show and so i'm just gonna be doing some crazy stuff in my own life just so that i can have something to say <laughs> bro and that's like what that. i'm telling you okay, okay. Like Wait, let's go back let's go back to the okay what i'm trying to say is that that's exactly why you should think of yourself as being in your own movie like you are the main character like would you the the wild things that you were talking about all these wild things that you would have done if we like made a separate series would you do that if you weren't, if you didn't think of yourself as a main character? No. That's what I'm saying, bro. Whoa. Because <laughs> uh, life is just like, life is just your canvas, dude. I feel like, I feel like in an ideal world, everybody would have this sort of outlet. Like, <laughs> the thing that we have, we're so lucky, dude. It's just, it's just, it's just our ability to kind of make art by just being. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah, bro, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you gotta treat your life, yourself, as the main character of the movie, 
that you call, I, I don't know, like your environment, like you. <sighs> it's tough to, it's, it's honestly tough to do because like most of the, most of your life is pretty mundane, but when you do certain things that's out of character, not really out of character, but like out of the mundane routine, um, it's really nice. And the more often you do that, the more used to it you'll be. And if you shouldn't just see yourself as the main character, then it'll just become second nature, really, to, all, to do all these things. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, we talked about a lot of things today. TV shows, movies, stories. They're such a big part of life, and you can't deny it. Um, I've been Francis. I'm Vincent. And you guys have a wonderful night that's late and chill. <laughs> With vibes. Okay. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>